We watched the most 90s things since the O.J. Simpson verdict. We're talking reboot on today's... We're not affiliated with Netflix. Welcome to KidFlix, the podcast where adults try to definitively rank every kid's movie ever made. I'm your host, Ross Wiseman, and this show is not for kids, so turn this off and tune in to a new episode of The Zone with PJ Phil on Shaw Direct East 542. (laughs) We're talking about Canadian property, so I thought I would dive in and do Canadian jokes. Didn't do Tim Hortons, that's too easy. Uh, Fucking How I Met Your Mother, uh, slammed that into the ground, so I had to get creative. Uh... Uh, speaking of creative, my guest is a creative person because <laughs> he you. does improv, and we did uh, sketch together one time. Yeah, uh, and we, it was a great it was a great experience with former guest and friend of the podcast Angelina Meehan. Uh, he will be uh, appearing in the upcoming uh, Philly Fringe Festival show, Villain. Uh, and I don't remember the exact dates off the top of my head, but I'll let you say them. It's I, Drew Clemens. I actually hey. don't either. You don't? But uh, there is a website. <laughs> Soon. Cause and I, there's a Facebook page for it. I, I want to say it's something like September 12th through 15th. That's probably it. We also both could easily look it up. But I mean... That's so could the, the listener. That's Yeah, you know what? Pretty good guesstimate, <laughs> I'm giving though. the Edelmans free promotion. You know? <laughs> the yeah, least they could we're, do. We're steering you in the right direction, at least. Yeah, I even started to look, and I thought, you know what, that's going to be uh, fruit fruitless. There's we have so much to get to. Yeah, we I don't have time for that. <laughs> I kind of envy you. I haven't done just straight mm-hmm. up theater in yeah. so long. Since I mean, like I talk about my different follies through uh, high mm-hmm. school theater on the podcast, but I mean, yeah, like that's. <laughs> I remember I said to my mom like uh, last year when I was uh, about to graduate. Uh, college i said you know what like i don't know maybe uh instead of finding like a summer job or a summer internship maybe i'll just do a play and (laughs) that's like the one of the only times my mom has been like that's a bad idea yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's always fun when you find your parents uh like breaking point of support oh yeah i guess yeah that must be interesting do you do you uh, have something like that i i don't i mean i don't want to I'm not trying to throw shade or anything, but I found that that breaking point of support was uh, maybe two steps after I want to do comedy, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Because it's uh, like, I you're going to do it for do my fun, thing. right? And they're like, oh, you mean, no, yeah. oh, an actual career in it. Yeah, no, and then the questions, you know, oh, do they do they pay house teamers? No, they don't, you know. You're, oh, you're yeah. doing it for the exposure. My, and, uh, my dad is convinced that, yeah. like, there are clubs in Philly that pay mm-hmm. for comedy. And I'm like, mm, not no. really. Like, uh, they'll maybe throw me free food or $5. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's a not, tough world. Yeah, it's not a money-making venture. But also, I get it. Like, I don't, I wouldn't really pay a lot of money to, like, have 10 people goof yeah. around on stage for an I mean, hour. I don't, I, I don't <laughs> pay much to see comedy, you know. Probably no. like most people in the community, you know, kind of just. Oh no, it's like oh, yeah. can I? Because if there's no comp list available, that's ooh, that's hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I yeah I oh man, no I don't I don't pay much. No, for... no what like it's it's a really interesting um uh kind of balance because mm-hmm. you want to support your friends and you want to support art and yeah. live comedy in the city. Like, mm-hmm. I always say that if I'm hosting something, I'm saying, like, thank you for supporting live comedy. But at the same time, like, I can't. Like, I can't 
really support all this comedy. You can't it's go like to all of them. Like I always when all these tr- seven nights a week. Yeah, you needed to support all your friends, and that sounds exhausting. I mean, it's like three to four nights a week is exhausting enough. You know, yeah. Like yeah, my yeah, my butt needs time to like unclench after I see yeah. a particularly uh, rough Harold. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's, uh, that's a fun thing, going to a sparsely attended, like, Monday night improv show. (laughs) Oh, man, we just had a, my, uh, former house team, Jillroy, former Wednesday night house team. Ooh. Um, we just had our worst show ever, uh, at Tom Hannigan's farewell show. Well, well, okay, so. that was. What was the suggestion? Because that, that can really throw a wrench I messed it up. I asked for, give us a classic rock band. Which that's so specific. Why did I ask for that? And it's then like we got, Rolling Stones, and you do yeah. like a lot of scenes about avalanches. Or you get the Who, and then all your initiations are super vague. Oh my god! Because you're going off the word Who, and uh, sometimes you say, "Hey, we're gonna try to do a mono scene, and we're just gonna give up on it if we can't do it." And then you end up editing the mono scene about two and a half minutes in. Wow! And just doing a montage. I'm so sorry and to hear that. No, it's good though because like. If you don't have a bad show every once in a while, mm-hmm. like you start thinking you're invincible, yep. and you're not. No one. Else. <laughs> <laughs> one of the one of the best times I did stand up mm-hmm. the week before I arguably had my worst. It yeah. was like it was like that thing where mm-hmm. you have a drink and you're like, "Cool, I'm feeling loose," and then you go on stage and you realize, "Oh no, oh, <laughs> I really had a drink." Uh, absolutely. Where oh, for this set, we all <laughs> walked on stage with beers in our hands, and it was just. Yeah set the tone really <laughs> like it's so bad that you're like i don't even want to do like a post thanking people for coming out oh man i did i did a show an improv set uh at like a jewish gathering mm-hmm. uh, this past march and that interesting went oddly not terrible mm-hmm. i will say there were like three other improv teams that went before us and yeah they were kind of clunkers and enough people had left that we were just kind of doing a burn it down mentality gotcha gotcha and that's that, always nice oh yeah when you're playing free like that and also just deciding, you know what, we're just going to, like, we're not even going to try to have structure or anything. It's just going to be, I'm going to do a tag out. It's just going to be a guy, like, farting into a balloon or something. And it's going to be fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I think that elevates any set that would be a part of. Yes. I, farting into a balloon. Farting into a I think it's Classic. it's so funny trying to convince anybody to see improv. Like, my <laughs> some of my best friends from high school, we still uh, talk all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and they'll be supportive and if i'm if i say like oh i'm doing this show they'll usually attend and yeah i they once came to i think it was a two-hour show where it was like wow. a bunch of teams getting like 15 minutes yeah and we were i think second or third to last mm-hmm. and boy at uh, asking somebody to sit through all of that to get to you and also yeah. it's torturous hearing so many different teams ask for a one word suggestion not even just changing it up just being like could we just get a one word suggestion of anything i know what you mean yeah i yeah i mean it's god i you know i'm just gonna sound like such a comedy but (laughs) really tough to sit through it as a performer sometimes well i mean you see so much of it yeah and yeah like i mean i'm I'm, that's not a comment on the quality of it uh, so much as just the numbing factor of exposing yourself to something over and over and over it's, again it's kind of like watching a bunch of ted talks like if you are yeah. if you have if you already are like oh i'm into uh cryptocurrency and mm-hmm. um uh 
ethics. Yeah. You can you can sit through a couple. You're mm-hmm. you're intrigued and have a good time. Yeah. But if you're like, yeah, sure, I'll watch some TED Talks, mm-hmm. you, oh my goodness, you can't do that after you a while. You need to be in the mood. <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever watched the so-called, like, comedy TED Talks? Oh. There's, like, a whole no. playlist of them on TED.com. Paradigm Shift 2070. If I'm not familiar, familiar with, with that. that. It was a, well, now it's, I'm sure now it's kind of controversial, because it was the guy from Million Dollar Extreme. On Adult Swim, but he did a fake oh, TED Talk. Oh, that guy. He kind of like snuck in and did a fake TED Talk that was pretty funny, but he's problematic. So Oh, he's a piece of Schmidt. Um, yeah. But like I'm talking about like fully like booked and scheduled TED Talks and uh-huh. they're five minutes yeah. and they're always like a comedic but interesting look. And there's this guy, I uh-huh. I talk about it all the time. Okay. So this guy, <laughs> his TED Talk is maybe four minutes long, and it's about uh, a better way to dry your hands with a paper towel. Oh, <laughs> that sounds but, nice. Oh, yeah. he's he. I think it takes place, it's from Portland or okay. Seattle, and he just, <laughs> he like rips mm. a piece, a single square, a rectangle, and he's like, so first, you shake your hands 12 times, because 12 is the largest one-syllable prime, uh, <laughs> one-syllable number, and he makes the audience count with <laughs> and then he, he, the, all he does is he's like, and so you fold it, so you fold, and it gets the one hand, and then you have a whole other dry uh-huh. side, and I'm like, I don't think that's how thin paper works, but okay, Man. guy. Um, do and you know he, who it was? He, I don't remember, but okay. I feel like drying hands ted talk is a pretty oh. narrow one to begin with but he he great. dries his hands i think twice or three times <laughs> and it's like i don't know why they booked it maybe it's like they just mm. need a palate cleanser after somebody is like i survived a cult and here's how i got drawn in and he's gotcha. like a paper towel is a good idea wait so was he serious no or... um he 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 realized that it was a lighthearted topic, and he okay. was having fun okay. being like, oh, one, two, three, four, five, six. But how sincere was he about, this is actually a good way to dry your hands? Oh, he was he was completely sold. Beautiful. On the, yeah, I it, love that. It's like that thing, he, his, he's, he's so sold and solid with the idea, but he's just like, I mean, we all like to count and uh, <laughs> like make a little comment. It's yeah. kind of it's like if an entire TED talk was just cut, so it only has like the dumb little joke asides mm-hmm. where it's like a slide and it's like a like a clip art of a guy shrugging and that's a joke. Yeah, you know, I love. It. Yeah, oh, that's fun. Light laughter. <laughs> Speaking of kind. light laughter, uh, <laughs> we're reviewing this week. Oh my uh, lord! It's indeed we are. I didn't really know what this was, and then when I googled and looked around a little bit, I kind of vaguely had a feeling for it, because it, yeah. uh, so it's called Reboot. It's called Reboot. Uh, it's from uh, 1994 to 2001, sporadically on and off TV. It aired uh, in the in the United States mm. uh, on ABC. Yeah, on one the, Saturday morning. Ooh. I think, I think it was one of the original lineup of one Saturday morning. Yeah, and then and then it also switched to Cartoon Network. Oh, I didn't um, know that. But one Saturday morning, I have a weird memory of mm-hmm. watching that only at my mom's chiropractor. Oh wow! Like okay. we would we would go, That's I guess, specific. on a Saturday morning. She mm-hmm. would get massaged or whatever. Yeah, and uh, I would watch on like that a big square TV encased in wood. Nice. It was a good time. That's delightful. <laughs> I used to only play Sonic the Hedgehog at my dentist. So similar experience. 
like that's all you did at the dentist or that was well i would get my teeth cleaned but that okay. was the only time i would play sonic the hedgehog it was, was like one of those the places at the dentist where it was like super for kids so it had like a tv mm-hmm. in the office and stuff because mm-hmm. there were there was a, a haircut place not too far from here called i think cartoon cuts or something where it was mm-hmm. like you you got your hair washed but it was an elephant's trunk Oh, and like shit like that. <laughs> so, so tell me a little bit about um, reboot and kind of why uh, you wanted to talk about it today. Uh, well, the main thing I, I just it kind of popped into my head this image of really bad 3D animation. Um, I think it's a it's a hallmark of the 90s, just like really clunky, uh, awkward 3D animation. Yeah, that, everything is in focus. Yeah, it's not. Um, not anywhere close to the level of today, and I, I don't know. I, I think it's beautiful, you know? I think it's so charming to look at this terrible animation. <laughs> I will say, uh, the initial idea I had kind of led me down a weird rabbit hole, because it was another bad 3D animation idea. And now I'm not sure if it ever existed or not, or if I created it in my head. What, what what are you talking well, about? Well, this is weird, okay? Okay. So, when you said, what do you want to do? I thought of this old show I saw on PBS one time called The Power of Algebra. <laughs> and it was similar to this. It was just, like, two weird, like, 3D trolls that, like, applied algebra concepts to things that were happening. And they were, like, these little 10-minute episodes that were just, like, they were lightly humorous. And I saw them one day when I stayed home from school sick, and I I never saw them again. I tried to search for them online, and nothing came yeah, up. Yeah, nothing is coming up. Yeah, and I don't know if I just imagined this. I mean, if we're talking uh, educational like math programming on PBS, the, yeah. one, the one that pops into my head is uh, Cyber Chase. It wasn't Cyber Chase. Mm. I know Cyber Chase, yeah. It was, as far as I know, it was called The Power of Algebra. And it was poorly rendered 3D about algebra. And I don't remember if it was good or not. It probably wasn't. Probably wasn't because it was about math and also yeah. old 3D. So this was, this was um, it aired in 94, but they were working on it. In for, 91, I suppose. Yeah, 91. Yeah. I think they even started thinking about it in like the early 80s. That's awesome. Yeah, it was conceived in 1980. Uh, and... So the two people that worked on this show, the two creators, they were also responsible for the Dire Straits yes. uh, Money for Nothing video. Oh, my God. Um, I only know it because uh, Weird Al parodied it in UHF. <laughs> <laughs> so a uh, very long rabbit hole to get down slight familiarity yeah. with it. But So that's the kind of animation that we're working with. This was the uh, first um, computer animated TV show ever ever yeah and it's it's awkward because this did come out the same year as toy story oh wow and toy story today does not look good yeah it doesn't look good at all but i mean compared to compared to this it's reboot uh with bob and uh uh, dot dot and enzo (laughs) and megabyte oh megabyte megabyte was naughty oh megabyte was a piece of crap a real piece of work that megabyte um his I also do not know who the actor is. Like, I looked it mm-hmm. up, and that name makes n- no impression on me at all. Tony J. Tony J? No, can't he, say I know a Tony J. He was a member of the Royal Shakespeare Company. Oh, congrats. And then he graduated to Reboot. Hey, you know, whatever pays the bills. Right. 
I'm sure he was very excited at the time because he was like, I got this cool new show. This is the future of television right here, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be the star. That's like the exact same <laughs> thing that John Goodman said when Father yeah. of the Pride was pitched to oh. him. <laughs> Did you watch Father of the Pride? I didn't watch Father of the Pride. I, I watched like half of it when it was on TV because mm-hmm. it was like that point in my life where it was just on TV, yeah. and I was like, oh, it's animated, so I'll like it. Mm-hmm. It's so bad. I watched the pilot like two days ago, and there's a whole riff about how John Goodman, who plays, uh, for those of you who don't know, um, Siegfried and Roy's lion, <laughs> you know, uh, ripe for TV. Yeah. He, he ex- He's excited because his son and daughter both have plans so he can uh, fuck his lion wife. Oh, wow. So this is like an adult comedy? Yeah. Adult animated? I think it aired on UPN. So they're all about edgy comedy on UPN. And he was talking to his, like, squirrel friend or something about... I think think John Goodman's character referred to sex as, like, boom, boom, and the zoom, zoom, or something like that. Sounds great. And then his son was like, what's that? And he's like, nothing. Do you want an action figure? And then he go, the kid goes to his friends, and he's like, hey, guys, what's Moo Boom and the Zoom Zoom? Mm-hmm. So that's that's like the caliber of what this show was. There's also a pod episode where uh, the son has catnip. Oh. Oh, no. Oh, Isn't no. that terrible? Oh, no. <laughs> so, Better parenting. Yeah. That so, could be avoided. <laughs> so Reboot is better than Father of the Pride that's in good. that regard. That's good. Um, I will be completely honest with you. Go for it. I did not know what was going on. It was so hard to follow, wasn't it? <laughs> wasn't it incredibly hard to follow? So we watched the first two episodes, The, the Tearing and the tearing. Racing the Clock. Oh my god. Um, and I did not get it. I think I, think I have a semi-understanding of what is going on. And it's like, it's a little conceptual, which is kind of cool. Yeah, because it, it takes um, place in some guy's computer. It takes place in a computer inside the mainframe, specifically. So this might be where hacking into the mainframe originated? Probably. I mean, Megabyte's Maybe? definitely doing it. Oh, he... Naughty. Naughty Megabyte. Um, so Bob... I think it's his job <laughs> to defend the computer. Because when yeah, so- the user... <laughs> plays a game like this big block cloud invades a section of town and he has to play the game he has to play the game against the user and if he loses that part of town just gets decimated which is weird because if a guy was playing a computer game and kept losing every single time to a cpu he'd be like well fuck it's true and it's also it's interesting because it's like the user is damaging the computer without even realizing it every time he wins a game and there's something poetic about that i think yeah i mean i mean nowadays computers they're harming us oh they're ever they're listening to us right now they're recording us (laughs) i mean full full uh, genuineness i bought a pair of those like computer glare glasses Uh uh-huh because I I have yeah. to look at screens for like work and stuff mm-hmm. all day. Yeah. And it was killing me. So I have oh, to man. adjust myself for the I mean, damn computer. Do. I'm bent over right now to speak into a microphone to record this on a computer. Yeah, and the computer is like back. yes, yes, yes. But yeah, we are <laughs> so according to Wikipedia, Bob's official title, he is Guardian number four fifty two. 
<laughs> That's important. <laughs> he acts as the guardian of Mainframe. Yeah. And I think Mainframe is just the name of the, the poorly rendered city. They yeah. Which, oh man. I love that animation though. And I just love how like, I don't know. I kind of loved how imaginative the whole thing was. And just like. Yeah. Like it definitely from, cause I mean, this is an age where people are like, computers are a thing, but mm-hmm. no, literally nobody knows anything about computers. Exactly. Like today, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think anything in this vein has been attempted. Cause anytime it's like, let's go into the computer or something. Mm-hmm. It's just this dumb romp. Mm-hmm. But like this was kind of the point where, I mean, I guess the closest is Wreck-It Ralph two. Ralph breaks the internet, or whatever. There's a sequel to Wreck-It Ralph. Yep, coming out soon. Oh, and I'm uh, hesitant, <laughs> but but their whole because because I guess the internet is still like this mysterious thing. Yeah, and so they Ralph's going to see what's what. So that's basically mm-hmm. what this is. In yeah. A way. And um, I guess that's nice because they could just use terms that sounded vaguely technological and. Uh... Yeah, this. I mean, it all. Yeah, this was back in the it day when care like because th- this is a very like cyber chase is in this category of just mm. like things about computers. Yeah, but not really knowing anything about computers. Yeah. So like you can just name a character <laughs> like, after a thing. This is what we think computers yeah. are. Like we said it before, the main villain, his name is Megabyte. Yeah, and, and then, then hexadecimal was the yeah, and then they form. Megabyte and hexadecimal apparently come together at one point. Yeah, this is a spoiler and alert. Gigabyte. This is a spoiler alert for anyone. Who I'm sorry. I mean, it ended in 2001. You know. Well, I I don't know. I don't know. You're What's right. the statute for spoiler alert? I feel 17 years is plenty. So I can spoil anything before 2001. That's what you're telling yeah, me. Yeah, I think so. Kaiser Soze is a uh, verbal Kent. Uh, I I also have a little bit of issue that i would like to put out there for the this was pretty clunky so there's plenty of issues that i have but one of the main ones dot matrix that's the name of joan rivers's character in Spaceballs. oh wow did not know that so i guess they just cribbed that yeah well i mean dot matrix that's a type of a printer that doesn't exist anymore okay so in the 80s that was funny because Uh people had dot matrixes and i guess people kind of still did in the 90s but they do you think maybe it was something that was funny at 91 that was no longer funny by 1994 oh totally okay i mean people were like "Ugh, you're telling me i have to rip off all these little dots on the side so so their intentions (laughs) yeah their intentions were good yeah so there's a dot matrix compute uh type printer and we all know the famous enzo matrix type of printer I'm not sure where Enzo came from. But. Um, it's an acronym of four common computer processors. Oh, how about this? Enable, interrupt, negative, zero, and overflow. Don't know what that means. So, so if you meet some Italian guy named Enzo, know that he's a computer. Okay, that's that's the takeaway. If you take away nothing else from this episode. Which you probably won't. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let's dive into uh, these episodes. So yeah. episode one, The Tearing. The not tearing. the name of <laughs> the porn episode of Reboot. <laughs> um, so this is this is the first episode that ever aired. So this is our mm-hmm. introduction to this world. Yeah. Which is, yeah, it is. It's like being plunged into cold water. <laughs> just at um, first. <laughs> just held under. Yeah, so... Uh, so the description on Wikipedia is Bob and Dot fight to keep Megabyte from harnessing the power of a recently discovered unusually large tear. They barely succeed until a descending space fighter game harnesses it for him. Now Dot and Bob must defeat Megabyte inside the game or he will escape to infect the supercomputer and become more powerful than ever. Yeah. 
It felt like they were just making stuff up as they oh, 100%. went along. Here. I mean, we were talking about improv before. This feels very improvised. Maybe that's why I uh, had such nostalgia for it. Maybe. I mean, yeah. like, it's cool because it looks and feels like a video game. Oh, it looks also so the, clunky. The audio like... recording is like they did it on a rotary phone or something. <laughs> it's like... If a single person could probably make that today. You know? Yeah, like on... Yeah. Like an AI program could yeah. just be... Like, if you're like, I just want to auto-generate So it something. has this real lo-fi charm to it. But uh, Yeah. Like I, I made... I took a yeah. 3D animation class in high school. Mm-hmm. And I def... I mean, the, like, the mouth-moving stuff, yeah. definitely not. But everything else mm-hmm. probably could have done. Oh, that was another thing I noticed is how these characters only express emotion through their eyebrows Mm -hmm. that was delightful to me well um dot would occasionally just have her mouth agape and look at enzo to show that she was fearful (laughs) bob it was all eyebrows yeah also dot is not enzo's mom it's his older sister yes which i that was weird that was a Mm -hmm. rude awakening to me yeah because the way she talked like no older sister, I feel like, is ever, like, that maternal. I don't have an older sister, but still, like... Yeah? Especially in the second episode well, when we Enzo about, is a We don't know their idiot. backstory. You're right. We don't know what the parent situation is. Well, you've, wa- you've watched the show. Do you? Do we ever learn more about Enzo and <laughs> I don't and remember. I honestly... Upbringing? Watching this, I was reintroduced to all this stuff for the first time. All your I, favorite characters. I retained nothing about this show except for the fact that it looked charmingly terrible yeah and i keep seeing all this stuff apparently something called command.com becomes important in the third season so they all yeah oh man gosh um yeah this was an overwhelming experience it's just like we know this about computers let's do like it's weird that give me some terms like geocities or something didn't make an appearance angel fire uh, I'm out. <laughs> uh, uh, like addicting games. Doc. Actually, no, that Dude, was albino black sheep. Ooh, hecklers.com. I... What was that? Second? That was the '90s. Hecklers.com. I don't think I went on hecklers.com. Albino black sheep definitely. I also went on board.com. Which board. Was, which is e-bombs world. I can't believe that I that I regularly went to websites where it was just like a long scrolling page of links. And I'd be like, yeah. "Do they add any new links this week?" Man, things and, were yeah. And now I like go on BuzzFeed, and I'm like, "I don't want to." That article seems dumb, and I'm just gonna skim everything. Oh man, it's I don't know. It all blends together now. Like it, it's crazy to me that there was attention span with the internet at one point. Yeah. Like I I've waited in my youth tw- like 20 minutes for a flash game to load, mm-hmm. and now I'm like, mm-hmm. why is this YouTube video not loading? It's and crazy. playing right now. Like how acclimated we got to it i feel like i feel like an asshole i you know but that's what they want Mm -hmm. they want you to feel like an asshole (sighs) and you gotta and you gotta find that value within yourself and you gotta say you know what you did this to me (laughs) you did this to me google and youtube yeah i mean i'm trying to get away from it like i'm trying to be like ah this isn't loading i'll just kind of like and also like if you're an asshole everyone else is because we all have that problem now I mean, I, so are you calling all of us assholes, Ross? Is yes. That, okay. Well, 
This was fun. <laughs> well, great. I'm going home. Bye. Enjoy the rain. <laughs> oh, no, I'm staying. Um, I'm staying an extra long episode because it's such a lovely day. Well, I'm going on a date in a little while, so no. Woo, woo. Woo. Uh, I'm not going to mention the podcast because I do not. Uh, I went on a date with yeah. this guy and I mentioned that I had a podcast and he was like texting me that he was listening to it. And I'm like, thank you. But also, like, don't. Yeah. <laughs> don't I'm just do like, that yet. Yeah, wait a little. Yeah. Wait till you know me, because I I say so much on this podcast yeah. that I wouldn't say to an employer. It's true. It's like, uh, God. I find myself doing that on stage all the time. Just opening up in ways that <laughs> oh, like when someone wouldn't to, like doing a living yeah. room or something. You're like, oh yeah, uh, horn. That makes me think of when I don't know. Yeah, like I've probably told so many strangers on stage like how I lost my virginity. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> the way you responded was like, what I don't want to know. <laughs> I have not lost mine yet. Um, so yeah, uh, that's when I'm going to do my podcast when I finally lose my virginity. Yeah, that actually be really funny. It's like each episode is labeled like like one week since or something. No. So like, it's just you rehashing it and analyzing it, just like digging way too deep. Kid, overthinking teen, everything teen, teens this is a this is an opportunity if you've been just <laughs> waiting to start a podcast um m- make sure you're 18 yeah that's probably the most wait till you're thing. married um and start a podcast yeah I, yeah yeah you know what yeah do what your heart desires i feel like that's a success to a marriage is having a podcast because mm-hmm. if it gets successful and you, the couple divorces then boom the podcast is over so you gotta stay together for the podcast. Yeah. Instead of the kid. Boom. God, that's responsibility. Well, then the kid becomes a part of it, and they have like merchandise. I guess that's the them. nice thing about a podcast versus human child is one of those can be ended without issue. Yeah, but custody yeah. is a whole thing because it's like, oh, like my my credit card is with uh, Libsyn. <laughs> yeah, but I've been yeah. like maintaining it, and it's like a whole thing. Absolutely. Oh man, I'm excited for the first podcast divorce. It's oh, gonna be great. Who do you think it's gonna be? Um, I think. Well, I mean, I don't know a lot of people in happy relationships that have podcasts. <laughs> um, that's a good question. I mean, the first po- thought that pops in my head is like the McElroys, but I uh-huh. think they're all happily married, and I think they all have podcasts with their wives. Oh, I, I guess I just don't listen to enough husband and wife podcasts no you like two best friends that just talk about all the times they got drunk oh just yeah what's my podcast rotation it's like hollywood handbook you talk in rem re me <laughs> comedy bang bang and like a wrestling one probably yeah there are no married couples in there yeah i mean uh, scott's scott ackerman and adam scott are basically married they're delightful together i love them they're the best almost as much as i love not just kidding i don't love reboot um <laughs> a weird fact that i found is that apparently the entire show yeah uh takes place in less than a week what so how many games is this user playing i have no cl- i mean maybe it is kind of like a like a flash game type thing where it's just okay we're uh it sounds like, like i'm just gonna play for a couple like hours this might be an example of toxic escapism interesting i mean like we all get so caught up in the world that we're just like i just want to be like i don't know guardian 452 i mean this is really this show is really heavy when you think about it this is the story of one person that cannot stop playing computer games unaware that they're destroying their own hard drive 
at the same time, in just a week, I've had a, I've had depressing weeks where it's like I'm just gonna watch like uh, reruns of uh, House Hunters and Ooh. just sit quietly and Man. refresh. I. I, I can't even understand it, but there's something about impractical jokers that allows me to just turn Ooh. my brain off. Oh, I mean, I understand and the just like brain part off. Focus on it in a way I have trouble <laughs> focusing on other stuff. That's... But I understand it's a very you know <laughs> low quality show. I I cannot watch that show because I get so I feel so bad. All these people that just get caught up in the middle of these I friends know. being like like a. Uh, isn't there a character a guy named Enzo? Nah, there's a Mur, there's a Q, there's <laughs> a Sal. Enzo the one that they're missing. <laughs> <laughs> Enzo is the fifth Joker it's crazy who was tragically lost. Sal, but not Enzo. There's Salvatore, that's true. But, like, because I saw one where Mur, I think Mur is the one, and he has uh. to, like, he's in a department store by himself, and he has to, like, tell people that, like, he can't find his mom. And I'm like, that's a funny idea, but all these people, like, yeah. that are just like, I don't, like, I don't want to deal with this. Yeah, I, I know that if I were approached like that, I'd probably be pretty, pretty curt. Yeah, like, do you like, ever leave me alone? <laughs> do you ever think about if you were on an episode of What Would You Do? What's What Would You Do? What Would You Do is an amazing show. It's on Friday nights on ABC, and it's, uh, oh, da- it's like I think it's Dateline or 2020. In, they high. put people in awkward, like, yeah, like integrity junkie. situations. <laughs> exactly. It's like, yeah, what fail. would you do if this father was berating his Boy Scout oh, son I'd, about being gay? I would, like, put headphones in and walk away. Oh, I would just do the whole thing. I would, I would like talk to a manager, maybe, uh-huh. or maybe just do that thing where you look, at, you make eye contact like this guy. Yeah. God, I hope I'm never on that show. And if I am filmed, I'm not signing the release. Because no. Well, I mean, unless you I, do I don't something want, great. Well, I'm, no, I'm not going to do that, though. I'm already pretty sure that I would fail the test. Well, I mean, we could do a what would you do based on reboot. Like, what, what, would, you, what would you do if Megabyte handed you a package? And told me to deliver a mask with a timer on it? So, that, so this is episode two, Racing yeah. the Clock. And... Yeah, so the episode is Enzo starts a delivery service, and Megabyte is like, hey, deliver this for me. And he's like, my sister hates you, but she also doesn't think I can run a business. And so that trumps safety. Yeah. And both Bob to prove himself. Bob and Dot are both like, oh, that's a bomb in, mm-hmm. in there. He's like, no, it's not. And then they're like, oh, it's just a mask with a clock. Yeah, and I, that is slowly. I, I paused and I was like, is that not what a bomb is essentially is yeah and it was just i don't know how anyone would look at that and be fooled into thinking no but this is children's (laughs) entertainment so i guess it it had to be pretty heavy-handed one thing i did like about this show is how casual the dynamic between the protagonist and antagonist was seems like they all know each other a relation it's like pretty uh pretty well they all graduated uh from like a polytechnic institute (laughs) together yeah and like dot full-time runs a diner but she Mm -hmm. also um uh gapes in the sideline as bob races a car yeah (laughs) that was did you notice so the end of the second episode they're driving around he's in a racing game Mm -hmm. and the crowd is just a photo of a crowd i didn't notice that oh my god which is the like that's great i did that in that 3D animation class. That's just like, so great. Oh, I'm not going to do depth or anything. I'm just going to have that yeah. be it. 
I feel like this. I feel like this was like ambitious animation for the time because there's just so much going on. Oh, definitely. It was yeah. like they figured out. Oh, I can move the camera, and so they're just like whipping around oh, everything. Man. And really I utilizing Blender. <laughs> I just could. I could not figure out like where we were in time because it was just mm-hmm. yell like uh, Enzo yells at the screen like once or twice. When he's off screen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, so Bob, uh-huh. ex- like there's a huge explosion, which is just like two like white blobs that just kind yeah. of appear and disappear. And Enzo, thinking that Bob died, he went, dude, no way. Bob. Dude, no way. <laughs> which, Bob. great, great job, Enzo. Um, but I, <laughs> this show... Enzo's like the Bart Simpson of this world. I also was like skipping around a little bit, and uh-huh. I don't know why why this giant bomb appeared out of nowhere. I feel like there there wasn't a lot of the explanation. Mask or no, not the mask. Later, there's just a giant bomb, like with a with a a comical like fizzing uh, wick. I watched this yesterday. <laughs> I watched it like two hours ago, and oh I, my god, it makes it doesn't make sense at all. I mean, it you know it didn't make sense, but. It kind of felt like an albino black sheep cartoon, just like, okay, there's a yeah. bomb now. No, it felt like something that, like, someone would make and just post on Reddit, like, oh, yeah. today. And... Or like, hey, I'm doing this, thoughts, and everybody's like, oh, quit. No, I would encourage this person. <laughs> oh, I would, it's I would, so, I would oh, my God. It's just so... I mean, it's, I, you can't watch it to be entertained. You can't watch it to, you then know, it's not be good. fulfilled. <laughs> But it's like it's interesting. It's interesting. So I mean, this it's is... visually very interesting. Well, that's and like... I would watch more of it just for the visuals. Well, that's why it's interesting. It's like because you have a little bit of like an attachment to this from your childhood. Mm-hmm. I've I get no <sighs> shits about yeah this fucking reboot like this style of animation. Yeah, yeah. As I looked it up, they did a reboot of reboot. On Netflix, right? Not on. I don't think on I think, Netflix. I think they they We're made about one reboot called... the Guardian Code. Oh, you know what? You're right. Yeah. It uh, they it is on Netflix. Yeah. Did you watch? Because I like, didn't. Oh, it's back. Okay. I didn't. I I'm not one to revisit things from childhood very often. Oh, meanwhile, I do it every week. Yeah. <laughs> now you've you know you've found your niche doing yeah, it. My That's... niche is this. This is like. Uh, like a circle of hell maybe <laughs> even i i love doing the podcast but it's also like i mm-hmm. like i you're just inundated with yeah children's media exactly yeah. and my my amazon mm-hmm. recommendations are messed up oh I netflix bet. doesn't know what to give me anymore <laughs> uh google is like is this what you want mm. like uh, after last week's episode with kids bob i had to like manually turn off all these like add things that were saying like you seem interested in kids bop and i'm like no 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 so what how how much kids bop did you have to listen to for I, that episode i just watched i listened to one album a couple times uh-huh and that was enough yeah <laughs> yeah it would be that's um oh wait oh we need to mention i think the best characters in reboot is um megabytes hem- henchman hack and oh, slash with the same voice yeah the same voice they talked over each other it felt very <laughs> improvised and i was like okay i can jump on board they're terrible characters they were terrible they were half dimensional like i i need to look this up because it mm-hmm. it would it would make no sense to me if like nobody that worked on this show also worked on cyber chase because like they're cyber chase canadian 
I never watched um, Cyber Chase. It is. It's a. Uh, it's uh, created uh, by. Uh, some channel uh but it says american slash canadian animated show hmm i don't i mean again this was this was great it was made around the same time 2002 so there kind of this old idea of um the internet is still also according to wikipedia it's still on the air like they're still making episodes cyber chase yeah wow which okay i I don't really. That was a PBS it. show. Yes. Chase? I no. I just watched. Where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? Was my PBS show, but I don't know if that's. Yeah. Did you do an episode about that? No, we have not. I should have picked that. Oh, you can been... come back. <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> or um, Legends of the Hidden Temple. Anyone... That's good. No, we haven't done any like I nonfiction. Done, I should have done something. that. Then we could have watched something good. Hey. I've revisited don't Legends. Sell and I it's, feel like it. It's still fine. Well, that temple run is just so exciting. Yeah, that's oh, it's the best. Also, if I'm thinking correctly, it's either Legends of the Hidden Temple or um, uh, Double Dare that was originally filmed the first couple seasons right here in Philadelphia. I believe it was Whoa. Double Dare. That I was think filmed it was Double because, Dare because uh, Mark Sumner. Yeah, Mark he's, Summers he's has a, local a guy. pretty good relationship with the city. Yeah, yeah. So I think you're right about that. So that's fun, guys. Um, I think it is <laughs> Yeah, I should have chose that. Hey. I loved Legends of the Hidden Temple. Oh, so did I. I... Oh man, you want to talk about that? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, were you a were you a, a blue monkey or a... a a blue barracuda? Maybe. S- excuse me. Yeah, I'm excuse sorry. you is right. Fug. Um, Silver snake. <laughs> actually, but when Purple I went parrot. to when I went to summer camp, uh-huh. um, 2007, it was my second year going there. And they had like a club that was Legends of the Hidden Temple. That's awesome. And I felt cool because I was like, I'm one of the only kids that actually knows what this is. Oh man, doesn't that feel great? Even though it was 2007, so I feel like a bunch of kids at least saw it in reruns. Mm. So I like we did just different challenges. I forget what team I was on, but we had like I think I was um, Orange Orangutan, Orange. Yeah, that was a team. The Orange Orangutan. I think I, I think that was the team I was. I just remember having an orange shirt. And they were like, cool, that's you. <laughs> yeah. Because there was red jaguars, green monkeys. Sort of yeah. Yeah. I, s- I still dream of being on game shows. Which one? Well, um, if you had to. If I had to choose, like, ne- well, just recently, like two weeks ago, I, I learned how Wheel of Fortune works. I would choose Wheel of Fortune <laughs> because I think it seems like the easiest way to win money. Yeah. Yeah. Because everybody went home with money. Yeah. It's just the person that wins gets a chance to I win did, a lot of money. I don't know. It just doesn't seem terribly yeah, I, difficult I really, relative to the other game shows. I heard that they might be bringing Hollywood Squares back. I would do that. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, oh, you know what? Yeah. The one that I would most want to do, and I think I mentioned it before, is uh, Minute to Win It. Minute to Win It. That's the game show that was hosted by Guy Fieri and then later some Australian <laughs> guy. And it's like you do these challenges with household objects. Uh-huh. So like you, they would do one where it's like, uh, they put an Oreo on your forehead, or two Oreos, and you have to yeah. get them in your mouth without touching your oh, touching your face. I gotcha. Uh, like stuff like that. Gotcha, gotcha. Absolutely. But there would be insanely difficult ones. The uh-huh. one that everybody always lost at yeah. was called "Don't Blow the Joker." Don't blow the Joker. <laughs> and how it worked was they put a deck of cards on a glass bottle, okay, and the very last card was the Joker. Yeah. So you would have to like you know slowly get all the cards off just by blowing on it and then the joker was the last card 
Ooh. And you had to do that in a minute. You had to blow every single other card off Yes. Leave it only the How does that I have work? Ne- I do not recall How a single person. Do that? No idea. I mean, they I would always like show that. like home movies of like all the, the family wearing like matching spandex. And they're like, look at us. We're blowing the joker. <laughs> <laughs> and, wait, and what year was this that they would the, phrase it like this that? This was, um, I want to say 2006. 2006. 2005, okay. 2006. Yeah. So like Guy Fieri when he was like. I'm Guy Fieri. Like, I think it was... Before ju- the backlash. Yeah, I think it was he just <laughs> had... And then the relash. <laughs> he just had uh, Diners, Divins, and Drivers mm-hmm. Die. This was before Guy's Grocery Games, which I also think is a good show. Okay. And I will die on that. Uh, I, don't, I haven't seen it. Oh, you gotta check it out. It's I like, guess so. The, it's like, usually moms, uh, they run uh-huh. through a supermarket set to grab yeah. their ingredients, and they would be like, oh, this aisle is out of order, so you can't get, like, any of, like, this milk or the this, gr- uh, like, canned beets or whatever. And then they would have to, like, yeah. make their signature dishes. Oh, wow. So it was, like, supermarket sweep meets Top Chef. Yes, but it was very... I love these shows that are just like, we are, like, we're not professionals. We just cook because we love it. Kind of mm-hmm. like British Baking Show and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I, pretty popular. I'm right? very excited that we're entering a new age of just, like, Oh, we want people to do well on these shows because yeah. we care about them as people. We're tired of negative. Yeah, negativity. I'm tired. Like I watched a couple episodes of Survivor, uh-huh. uh, because I was interested in a guy and he liked Survivor, so uh-huh. I watched like four or five episodes, uh-huh. and it was just like I I don't understand how this is still a thing. Just they're all backstabbing each other. It's like yeah. it's weird how the show hasn't changed in like the twenty some years that it's. Yeah. Uh, been on the air and it, it was such a phenomenon at first and i wonder if because it was just so raw and there was so much backstabbing mm-hmm. at that time that i think it's the cultural be. appetite has changed yeah i mean my appetite says i want people hugging each other i want mm. genuine like hey you did a good job you yeah, go for it this, well the real world is so negative yeah you know? I, it's... I think it was because like uh master chef junior and like those kids shows started popping up where it's uh-huh. like oh it's nice yeah. to see people trying their best. Yeah, we can't yell at kids. No, and I don't think I don't, the kids don't backstab each other. They they cheer yeah. each other on and they help Aww, each other. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. Watch it. We'll need um, more of that. <laughs> um, do you have any Do you have any final thoughts on uh, reboot before on reboot? we before we rate it? Like um, I, I have a couple little things written down. I I guess I wouldn't call it a swing and a miss. I would just call it an admirable swing. So this is even before the ball hits it like that's how early we I'm are saying it's process. irrelevant whether or not it was a miss because it's an admirable swing okay yeah <laughs> um i'm just like reading these notes uh twice i wrote mm-hmm. what is happening <laughs> yeah my god i only feel like i understand what happened from watching each episode and then going on wikipedia yeah oh wikipedia was a godsend and just being oh, like yeah, yeah, oh yeah. this is what happened i mean an quite frankly anyone who's listening to this is not gonna be able to understand a single thing about the show this is a crazy episode if you're like i just want to hear what this podcast is about i mean if you just yeah if do if any of you actually know reboot use the hashtag like i know reboot or something that's a perfect hashtag (laughs) if you know reboot just because like i i it's like i kind of understood it like probably like from just memes that were around or something uh-huh but like yeah um yeah i i barely have anything else i can say like um i mean i would just 
I would recommend it if you honestly just want to like turn your brain off, probably, you know, ingest a substance of some kind and just like experience something wonky. Yeah. And weird visually. I'm going to give you two quotes from the show that I think perfectly encapsulate how weird (laughs) and nonsensical. Okay. So from episode one, uh, Dot says, ever heard of a frisket? Ever heard of a frisket? Yeah. Don't know what that means. Uh, She also says in that episode, this place is making me dizzy, Mm -hmm. which didn't make any sense. And then from the second episode, uh, (laughs) Bob says, shoo, find someone else's energy to eat. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? How about all those little gnolls that didn't get explained at all? <laughs> yeah. And he was, like, vaguely racist against them. He's like, oh, I can't stand gnolls. Oh, you mean, those worse. are the, those little guys. Yeah, yeah, the little guys who, yeah, that, that like, wasn't explained at all. I mean, they're essentially tribbles. Is that what those are called from that one episode of Star Trek? Oh, I, I'm not a Trekkie. Neither am I. They look like, like tiny ep- little slugs, It's though. like that episode where it's like, there are all these, like, fuzzy little balls, and uh-huh. Kirk is like, ooh, nice, or whatever. <laughs> the first bad shatner impression (laughs) uh (laughs) but yeah it's just like there's these dumb little things that don't do anything except kind of annoy him yeah and he's like hey you you bug yeah you bughead there was a lot of stuff that got introduced and not explained i mean who knows if we it'd be crazy if we were like let's watch the whole season for this episode (laughs) let's watch all 40 episodes it would just be me pouting the whole time (laughs) i don't like that you made me do this (laughs) um but so now it's time uh where we rate so we rate Mm -hmm. everything on this podcast on a scale from uh zero to five you can be as minute and specific with your decimal point oh man as you would like and uh uh, so I mean, we'll we'll start with you, Drew. You can. God, that's tough. You can talk about this from a nostalgia standpoint, from a yeah. today standpoint. Um, it really doesn't. I I already have my uh my number written in stone. <laughs> it's tough because I I think the quality is irrelevant in a weird way. I don't that's know usually how reviews work. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm just. I was a critical studies major in school mm-hmm. and i think i got burned out from it because now i just hate judging things and then like i sort of realized like how much we all have our own trash and you really shouldn't judge oh, yeah. people's trash i'm a like, terrible reviewer i'm like i like that movie and then i'll see like the av club review and i'm like oh what did i like about oh, but it? they're so oh they're so knowledgeable at the av club we're like they're hey so hey guys i'm todd pretty... vanderwolf and uh, i don't know oh, i think this episode yeah. of ugly betty was a bit derivative of like this 1950s french cartoon it's amazing though i respect vanderwerf but oh he's great i, I think he's on to vox now he is yeah Doing good work. He is. He's, Doing he's good one work. of the better writers over there. Um, instead of just like, why? Why Trump's new tweet means he uh, is a bad man or something. Good. Yeah, it's just Ezra Klein being like Trump's not good, and we're like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just think, yeah. <laughs> I just think the older I get, the more the subjectivity of art makes sense to me. Whereas I was very hard ass in college. Oh yeah, and, and he, I was like, the movies you like are bad. Oh, you know? I I hated that. It's like. I like. I think people make fun of me so much because I'm just like, oh, I genuinely like. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the, I mean, the examples I always use is like the Muppets and Weird Al, and they're like, okay, cool. Uh, that's, I think, yeah, I think that's respectable. You. I enjoyed Stomp the Yard when I watched it. It was bad, but okay. I still had a good time watching it. I so I watched I Date know. Movie multiple yeah. times, <laughs> and then I watched The Searchers. You know, the classic John Ford uh, deconstruction of a western, and oh, I was bored to tears. 
I, you know, I don't care that it's a classic film. I had more fun watching Stomp the Yard than I did watching The Searchers. So, so I guess I'll give Reboot a five. A five? Because <laughs> it doesn't matter. I no, you know what? Because we're dealing with computers, I'm going to give it a null. I'm going to give it that zero with a cross through it. So you're giving this zero? Null. I'm gonna but take call that. it null. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you're giving <laughs> that. Oh my goodness. We have officially. So uh, I am giving. Uh, I was being a little bit more, a little bit nicer, and I'm giving reboot a one point six nine. Okay. So, nice. Like, nice. I. I was just like, there's something here. Like this is maybe interesting, but boy, can I not really watch it anymore? Yeah. Like this. This is the same type of rating that I gave. For like, what did I else did I rate on this level? I rated like the Emoji Movie uh, on this level, um, <laughs> so that's fun. Uh, I rated. Uh, it said Mary Poppins had like mm-hmm. a crappy plot, which I stand by. <laughs> so combined, our total is zero point eight four five. Oh, that's the average? Yep. Yeah. So our combined score is your null, my 1.69. Yeah. We're giving Reboot a point eight four five, bringing it down to our lowest rated property. That's the, the lowest program. rated? The next one. Oh, I'm so proud to be here for this. The next one is nearly is 1.9125. And uh-huh. that was the Netflix adaptation of Richie Rich. If I, oh, boy. If I had given it the variable X, how would you have scored that? I do not know. <laughs> I would have just been like, fuck you, pick a number. Cause, yeah, because I don't know. I feel like I just genuinely have no idea. No, that's... Like, what, how to how to appraise this. I mean, that's because weird coming so many... from this was literally your major, but I, I, respe- yeah. I respect it. But you know what? Sometimes you go to school to find out what you're not supposed to be doing. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> okay. You know, sometimes you take out a bunch of loans and put yourself in debt just to find out what you shouldn't be doing. Oh boy, tell me more about the real yeah. world, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, thank you so much for coming on. You oh, drove, you drove all the way out here. Oh, it was my not house. not a problem. I live in KOP. Ooh. I won't say where you live though, because I don't probably know. have said it. Conshohocken. Uh, wink. Uh, <laughs> everybody's like, I don't know what that means. I I looked at the like mm-hmm. analytics or the stats for my podcast, and for some reason, there are a bunch of listens in this one small town yeah. in Ohio. Oh man, that means someone in Ohio is telling their friends about it. Yeah. So hey. Yeah. Uh, Ohio. What town? Ohioites. Do you know? I don't know. Um, it was like I think it's a suburb of Toledo. <laughs> man, you need to like start pandering. I'm to gonna that go suburb. on. A t- I'm gonna go on a tour. Uh, just yeah. I'm gonna tape uh, outside of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm gonna do the <laughs> Drew Carey show tour. I love it. Um, there was like a week where I listened to that song on repeat. The the Cleveland Rocks. Theme? Yeah. Oh boy. Cleveland, uh, not Cleveland. I, uh, the Drew Carey show is a weird show. I it was, you know it was yeah. on for nine. Se- so many shows were on for so long, but now they're all like they don't make new episodes. No one gives a crap. Yeah. God, like, if Drew Carey show is streaming anywhere, like I'll, I'd watch it. We it's got to be syndicated somewhere, right? It is. There's this yeah. weird channel. It's like a new channel called like Funny TV. Or something. Funny TV, <laughs> and they just like snap up old. Yeah, it's like all they play is Drew Carey show and Third Rock from the Sun. Third Rock. Oh wow, I'd uh, French Stort. 
Yeah, that's right. I'm French Stewart. <laughs> Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Hey, I'm Joseph Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> hey, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, when I was, so when uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt on that show, he had a ponytail. Yeah. I wanted a ponytail so bad. Because of that? Yeah, but my mom was like, mm-hmm. no. I mean, and now, like, looking at my hair, it's like my hair grows out. Yeah. But it doesn't really, like, turn into a cohesive, nice... I've never tried to grow it out that long, but... Well... Maybe I'll wait till I'm retired. I mean, it's never too late. Or at least, like, I'll have a cool rat tail, something fun. Do You could do a rat tail now, and, like, as long as you keep it subtle, you yeah. could get away with it. Because no one it's would... It's just, like, I need to... Until notice. I have a job, I, like, need to look clean and professional. <sighs> and also, my brother's thing? wedding... Yeah. is coming up very soon this oh, month so congratulations. like thank you so i first of all i have to write that speech but also like i needed to look like a normal person i got that and not yeah. gain like a lot of weight very quickly yeah. i did that for my sister's wedding i didn't you well no I, very no i wrote a speech and looked nice that's good I, yeah i put some effort in well you should I, i'm he, still recovering he just gave me effort in he just gave me like my tie and my tie bar last night uh-huh so that's uh, that's exciting now i have to buy shoes God, Ugh. that's that's exciting. It's though. exciting. Weddings yeah. Are, yeah. Well, <laughs> they don't happen note, very often. No, I'm sorry. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, is what I was trying to say a couple <laughs> minutes ago. Is there so you have a uh, villain uh, coming up? Is there, any, is there anything else you would like to plug? Oh man, you know, I think there is stuff I'd like to plug. Um, I help run the the jam at Philly Improv Theater. We have a weekly free comedy jam. You can. Come and try improv, or you could just come uh, get some reps, do a scene. That's every Sunday at 6 p.m. Um, and then occasionally we're running them on Wednesday nights also, but all that info is on Facebook. Um, I also periodically uh, with my, I guess I guess you would say writing partner, uh, Joe Tuzzy, and I, we, we have a comedy wrestling sketch show called PCW. Um, that's going to be in January, but honestly, like... Get your tickets now. Mark your calendars now, because we're going all out for this one. Wasn't um, that thing in Chicago happening soon? There's like a wrestling Chicago? tournament in Chicago. Oh, All In is happening yes. tomorrow, and yeah, we're buying that pay-per-view. We're going to Joe's place. We're going to have a little viewing party. Nice, nice Very nice. excited for that. Yeah, and uh, I just looked it up. So, Villain, uh, that's the play that you're in as part of the Philly Fringe Festival. And that yeah. will be uh, the 12th through the 15th. Oh, I was right. Uh, at the Philly Improv Theater. Yeah, you did great. Yeah. Uh, also, I'm very, uh, I just saw a picture on Facebook that made me un- uh, angry. Um, don't oh, worry about it. We'll talk about that. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> once it's off. Nah, it's, it's no big deal. But uh, um, And as for me, I don't think I, I plug these um, when they happen, but... Um, I was recently, a couple weeks ago, I was on Brian Durkin's podcast, Full Belly Laughs Again. Mm. We talked about Oreos versus Chips Ahoy. It got very heated. I love food. I should yeah. do that podcast. It's, do it. He's yeah. uh, leaving the city in a couple months, I think. Oh, my God. I think. Uh, Everyone's I don't know leaving. I was allowed to say that. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> if you've listened this part, far. Uh, and then also, I was recently <laughs> a guest on the My Gay Agenda podcast, an investigative podcast. Uh, yeah, so that was a lot of fun. Mm. But uh, that investigate. Yeah, that's all, that's all for today. So uh, we will hear you next week. And go go gadget and show.